Hi, this is Jeannie Norris. And I'm Phil Norris. And this is another episode of Psy Tripper, mostly Midwestern road trips with a nerdy lens. Today, we're going to talk about Don Robinson State Park, where we'll explore the topic of glacial relics, uh, St. Peter's sandstone, watersheds and aquifers, particularly Labart Creek, um, and mosses and some other cool plants that you might see at Don Robinson. So stick with us. It's going to be hopefully an enjoyable time. Okay, so if you noticed, we now have a theme song. And it's quite an awesome one. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, it was created by our son, who just walked into our bedroom this morning. Waking and us up. Woke us up, as he usually does very early, and <laughs> was singing, Side Tripper! And luckily, I was coherent enough, and I was like, oh my god, you just, you just made me a theme song. Thank you, Silas. And... Mm-hmm. Phil has incredible recording talents, and (laughs) so we recorded it. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like this podcast is becoming so legitimate. We have a theme song. I figured out how to put it on Apple Podcasts. Um, We even have some questions from the audience. Okay, so it's my mom, but you count mom. (laughs) Um, And so I'm just, I'm I'm excited. We're going to keep on trying to do this. Um, I'm going to tackle some topics today that I will not claim to be an expert on. So if there are actual experts listening and you want to fact check me on any of this, I'm totally cool with that. Or answer some of our questions too. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We have a lot of questions about the things that we saw. Um, So I guess the first thing to say about Don Robinson State Park is that... It was muddy? It was, yeah, it was really muddy. And I did not find that enjoyable, mostly because I didn't expect it. Yeah. Um, It was paved for so much. (sighs) Yeah, you're on... Well, not so much, but at the beginning, it was nice and paved. You're like, oh, this is great. This is easy. It's a little uphill, but we can do this. And then you get to the actual trail and you yeah. realize you weren't on the trail at all. <laughs> you were on the trail leading to the trail. Yeah. Um, and then you start to realize that that you're going to get muddy. Um, and I guess, you know, maybe it's because like the winter thaw was beginning or something. That was my theory. I don't know. Um, but the water got into the soil, froze, stayed there. And then we went on a nice day when it was all thawing and it was nice and muddy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, the guess. So, you know, I I didn't like it for that reason. Uh, maybe if I had anticipated it and would have worn like shoes that I didn't care as much about. Um, and then there were a lot of inclines. So if you are somebody who's... Muddy inclines. Muddy inclines. I almost fell. There was... Some guy, bless his heart, who was in front of us, who was probably my parents' age, and I thought, wow, this dude rocks. Like, he he was falling all over the place, and dude, if you are listening, you are awesome. Um, and he made it out. I saw him posting on the Missouri Nature Lovers page on Facebook, which is pretty cool. You should join that if you have a chance. Um, so yeah, muddy, high inclines. Um, we only made it through, we took the shortcut through the trail because it's... The white connector. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the trail itself, they tell you it'll take about three hours to get through the whole thing. It's like, I think around four miles long. 
Yeah, probably not with mud. I mean, it it took us probably near that. Well, we, doing our shortcut too. It because we were so slow going through the mud. That's true. It was. I think it was about two hours, but yeah, it was. We were slow. Um, and I, I assume like if you're sitting there taking your time and you actually go down into the canyon that it'll, mm-hmm. it'll take you a bit more time. Um, so, so this Don Robinson State Park is kind of interesting. It's a newer state park created by a man named Don Robinson. Mm. And he, I know, clever, right? Uh, and he owned the property. He was like, he made off. Not not the bugs. Not the bug spray. <laughs> As we found out, it's like some cleaner or something. Yeah. So in his wisdom, the he you know, the other off. In his wisdom, he um, decided that he wanted to preserve the land that he bought, um, and so he donated it to the state. And so you'll see like some interesting like his house is still there and some like little monuments that he built. I think his gravesite is there. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't see that. We did not. Big patio that used to be a big pool, evidently. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. They should have kept it as a pool, I think. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he he made this state park. Um, and it it goes through the Labart Creek Conservation Area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we learned a little bit about Labart Creek. Um, and it's it's a pretty massive like watershed structure yeah it's pretty large um in terms of area and it it has like what we actually saw was not labart creek it was some little tributary and what we should say is it's not large in terms of <laughs> the mississippi no, no, no. watershed <laughs> right no nothing like that i mean it's um, it's no bigger than a uh, than a county but it's bigger than the actual park itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes, the Labart Creek goes into the Merrimack River. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I learned about Labart Creek that I thought was so cool is that it has a really high biodiversity. So mm-hmm. there's like dozens of species of fish in the creek, for example, and that really speaks to its, its health. Um, yeah. And not only that, so the, the surrounding area has a lot of interesting species of, of I guess, evolutionary consideration, um, things that are called glacial relics. Um, so I don't know. I was kind of trying to put together a timeline for Don Robinson State Park's area. Um, the rocks that we were seeing were... Ordovician, which for those of you who don't have yeah, when's that? <laughs> time, <laughs> time periods memorized, it was about 450 million years ago. Okay. Um, so those rocks were formed about 450 million years ago. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit later about how that, that might have occurred. Um, but then you've got, um, you know, Missouri underwater at that time. And then about 300-ish million years ago, Missouri is no longer a shallow sea. Um, and so the seas dried up. Um, and, and then, like, fast forward big time to about two and a half million years ago, and we start an ice age, which I learned recently that we are still in an ice age. Yeah, you were, you were talking about that the other day. 
because you know Lauren. Shout We're out. In a non-glacier. Yeah, like a oh now I forgot like a non-glacial period. Yes, that's what interglacial. Haha. Ah, there you go. Interglacial period. So glacial periods are where there's a lot of glaciers around, and interglacial periods they mm. retreat and melt Imagine away. That. Yeah. Um, and so Missouri, about half of Missouri, you know, was covered in glaciers at this time. You know, um, and the glaciers would advance and retreat over hundreds of thousands of years and our most recent glacial period where we had glaciers in Missouri which is so cool was about 12,000 years ago um and so then the glaciers retreated um and we get the ecosystems forming that that we know today um in Missouri like you know prairie land and forest and um and water ecosystems, uh, river ecosystems. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the interesting part is when the glaciers retreated, they left behind all of these organisms that were used to the cooler climate that the glaciers provided. Um, so southern Missouri, like kind of where we are, even though it didn't have glaciers, um, it it was cooler because of being in close proximity to the glaciers. And so when they retreated, the only way that these uh, certain plants and animals could survive was if they found like really cool, shady microclimates like caves and springs and things mm. like that um, that could support their survival. Um, so you can see um, some glacial relics at Don Robinson. There's like, a, I think... A, flower species, um, a club moss species, um, and things like the four-toed salamander, which... Which we tried to find, but... We did not see any. Yeah. Um, and it was really cute. I googled images of it. Um, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we went still January. No. February. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... One of those. Yeah. I, I would like to go back maybe in April. Um, I read that they... They start breeding around that time and laying eggs in, in the water areas. Um, probably so fi- Probably find a number of different of these species that you're talking about, like with the flower and everything. Exactly. Know, spring. Yeah. Probably would still be wet. Yeah, I would think <laughs> so. I mean, I, I thought that I, I found the club moss, but I put it into my iNaturalist app, which... If you've never heard of the iNaturalist app, it's really cool. You can basically take a picture of any living thing and upload it. And based on the location, they'll try to guess um, which species you're looking at. Um, and and then it's like crowdsourced information um, confirming what what species you're looking at. So I tried that and it said it was possibly some species of moss and I'm still waiting to hear back on what kind it was. Um, but that brings me to a question that was asked by my mom. Thanks mom. Um, she asked, you know, she said like, Oh, this is so cool. This photo is so cool. It looks like an underwater scene. And I thought that that was a really cool observation. Um, because mosses are some of the earliest plants to have ever evolved and so on land. Um, and so basically, you know, they're evolving from probably some type of algae and, um, they get onto land and 
I mean, it makes sense that they kind of look sort of like a sea plant mm. and they're really low to the ground and they have to stay low to the ground because they don't have a vascular system. They don't have like a series of tubes that'll allow them to transport, you know, water or nutrients or whatnot. Um, and so they stay low to the ground. They're called non-vascular plants for that reason. Um, and, and they evolved from aquatic plants. Um, so it, it makes a lot of sense that it looked like an underwater picture. Um, so cool observation. Um, so what else about Don Robinson? Um, so you, you walk down into, and we thought, I thought anyways, that, um, I had reached the, the sandstone Canyon that the trail is named after when we hit those beaches. Oh yeah. And we went through so much at that point. I know. Going downhill in the mud. <laughs> Just even getting downhill was like yeah. really rough. Um, but we got to like the first like, I don't know, cool geologic formation. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, this is it. Cool. This isn't so bad. This hasn't been yeah. that bad of a walk. Um, but we were nowhere near it. Um, and so, but it was really cool because the you could see this beautiful white sandy like beach for as phil said for one person like <laughs> and not even being able to sprawl out it was just like these little <laughs> pockets of these white sand in it it was pretty it was really nice untouched until her seven-year-old touched it mm -hmm. um yeah and so um my mom was wondering i posted a picture of like a heart and that was just a heart that i drew in the sand it wasn't in stone um, because it was just really pretty and I wanted to capture what it looked like. Um, but I mean, you got to think about like what created that sand. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it's sandstone formations. And so over time. Water chips away, chips, chips, chips away. Right. Little pieces, little sand at a time. Yeah. So water and wind are are, cha are changing the sandstone that's in that area um, and and creating these little sandy sort of pools, I guess you could call them. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really beautiful to witness. We also saw like an old dam. Yeah. It was just pieces of concrete in there and they're even hunched over. We were able to climb up on them to get across the, the stream, if you will, and... Uh, we were wondering what they were at the time. Mm -hmm. What did we find out? It's just that somebody tried to dam the creek, I guess. I don't know when that happened, or yeah, but it, it was it was a failure. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look new, and mm -hmm. it uh, but it also didn't look that old because mm -hmm. it was concrete. So yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, but then you you do start to see as you're twisting through the trail the the. They call them box canyons, um, which I think I learned that that meant that like it literally is boxed in with mm -hmm. some sort of rock. Um, and I learned that this is St. Peter's sandstone. Um, also, I think in this area there's dolomite and limestone. So we did definitely see some sandstone because Phil picked it up and mm -hmm. it had that had that, you just, like, with your finger, you could just rub grains of sand right off of it. I mean, it was, I wouldn't say frail, because it was really, like, hard, and it could stand up. But it was easy enough to just kind of sit there and rub pieces off. It was interesting, because it, it's a sedimentary rock, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, so, again, that rock is 450 million years old, 
Um, so it's been there for a long time. Um, so it's have lot had lots of time to weather. Um, and yeah, I mean, the cool part is, so I learned that St. Peter's sandstone, so the way that um, the sandstone is formed is oftentimes underwater. So it's sand that becomes cemented underwater, um, forming this rock. Um, so that's when the rock was formed, when Missouri, again, was underwater in the shallow sea. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of cool, like as the sea retreats and then um, the the rock is exposed and then it breaks down over time again via wind and water. And yeah. so it's the rock cycle, you know, it's kind of cool yeah. to think about. The question I had was like you say like the sedimentary rock is cement, it's the silicon dioxide or the sand cemented together. And I was like, well, what's cementing it together? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously if it's somewhat eroded easily mm-hmm. from the water it can't be really strong bond so maybe it's just missile what is it like miscellaneous minerals that maybe just hold yeah. the sand together i don't know i bet lauren would know i bet maybe <laughs> or anybody else or listening. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get some guests on this show who know way more than i do um I'm just like, I'm blindly, I, I'm, see, this is why I'm doing this podcast, because I want to know the answers to these questions uh, about these areas. But like, if you saw my laptop right now, I mean, sure, it always has a million tabs open. But like, I have like 20 tabs open of different resources that I've been trying to research and figure out what is going on with mm-hmm. this, this area. Um, so that's part of why I'm doing this. I want to bring it all in one place and and think about it. Curiosity. Yeah, yeah, and so so the, as as Phil said, Saint, uh, sandstone is a sedimentary rock and it's a porous rock. Mm-hmm. And so that um, kind of brings me to something else. You know, I want to think about which is you know this Labart Creek watershed, and so we learned that a watershed is. It's basically the general land around a stream where all of the water runs down into the stream. Mm-hmm. And so it can, as we said, be as small as, you know, just like something for a lake or down to like a county or it can be as huge. The biggest one in the United States is the Mississippi watershed. So mm-hmm. they can be really small or they can be really big. So yeah. Very general term i think mm-hmm. well and watersheds are really like critical the important ones. um they they help in the the quality of the watershed whatever's happening on the watershed which is the land that is around the water is going to affect the quality of the water so if you want clean water to drink and clean water for your farming activities and clean water for your recreational activities and you got to care about your watershed it matters what's there mm-hmm. on that watershed and what's going on there mm-hmm. and i i think so I, i'm going to post on on the SciTripper uh website which you know find me on facebook if you have not already um and i'll always post the blog link um it's scitripper.weebly.com um, but I'm going to post some links that I found where you can sort of research and see like, where does my water come from and who is monitoring the quality of, of my water? Um, and I learned, for example, cause we live near Sugar Creek. Yeah. Um, and it's like not the, we don't get our water from Sugar <laughs> Creek. No, but, yeah. no, but you know, just living near this water, um, and it's just 
I don't think it's very healthy. I don't know. I mean, I, I saw like, I mean, I know that we're having like a lot of water runoff problems uh-huh. and things like that, and that could be affecting the biodiversity. Yeah, the difference between uh, the watershed at Don Robbins yeah. Yeah, is, and difference between Sugar Creek is there's a lot less development at uh, in Don Robinson than there is at Sugar Creek. There's a lot of development at Sugar Creek. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because when I looked at the, the biodiversity um, index for Sugar Creek, it was super low compared to Don uh, Labarre Creek, which is actually one of the highest, like most diverse creeks in, in our region, which, you know, given the fact that it, it is really close to St. Louis, it took us between 30 and 40 minutes to get yeah, there. Not very long. It wasn't a bad drive. Um, and just knowing that it has that high biodiversity and, and that's, you know, really important to maintain that, which is why, you know, it's a conservation area uh, right now. Um, so yeah, I'll post some links where you can think about like, you know, even, you can see what stream teams there are near your area. Um, I don't know. It might be kind of cool to explore joining a stream team. It would be cool. Did um, that in high school. Loved it. Oh, yeah. I never did that. I, I mean, I did a couple of, like, stream water quality experiments yeah. in college. But yeah. that's all I remember. And and it was interesting. We should know what is in our water, mm-hmm. um, what's living in it, good or bad, um, and what chemicals are in it. Um, yeah, so... And then the other concept that I learned about was the concept of an aquifer. And I know, like, my colleague Lauren is like, you don't know what an aquifer is, Jeannie. But we I know now. I, I, <laughs> I think I know now that it's just like the groundwater underneath yeah. the land. Um, some, some minerals, some soils are more porous than others. And, mm-hmm. and, and sandstone is very porous. Yeah. So the space between the sand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um yeah, I think that, you know, just thinking about, you know, that that whole process as a water cycle. So I have this idea, and I don't know if I'm right or not, um, but it's about the water cycle. You know, and I I think it's cool that like, you know, rain falls, right? Or Great. snow, rain yeah. and snowfall, and you get a nice muddy disaster like Don Robinson was when we went. Mm-hmm. Um, but that water will eventually go down into the aquifer. Or into the stream. I mean, like right. I, think it, I think it gets stored or it also makes its way down to the stream. Uh-huh. And so knowing that Labarte Creek is a tributary of the Merrimack, so it goes into the Merrimack, and the Merrimack goes into the Mississippi, mm-hmm. and the Mississippi goes into the Gulf, and we get a lot of our rain coming from the Gulf area here in Missouri. I read that. Somebody, you know, can confirm that if they can. Um, and so it's like a cycle, right? Because yeah. then it rains and it goes back into the ground and does it over and over again. So, so. it's not just a clever name, the yeah, water cycle. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is kind of my story for Don Robinson. Um, another app that was really helpful to us was the all trails app. So if you don't have that one, it's a really great one to download. There was a really nice lady who already had the, the Mm -hmm. trail downloaded for GPS. And so we kind of like followed her to make sure that we were going the right way. Because there was a, we should give people a warning on this after the pavement. It's like, this is the trail. This is the trail's kind of rocky. Then it just had this 
we weren't sure, but is the narrow point in the right? Go this way. Like, <laughs> should we go this way? <laughs> and this right. lady you're talking about, she had it on her app. She's like, well, it does show that we're supposed to go this way. We're like, okay, cool. Seems <laughs> legitimate. So like we followed her. But I mean, otherwise it, it, it wasn't. It because wasn't there, that it, clear. It looked like it was supposed to go forward, but then she said, no, go this way. Mm-hmm. I think they changed the trail or something, but. Well, and we went clockwise, which was recommended uh, on all trails. Yeah. Um, and I think we made the right choice there because yeah. I would not have wanted to climb up that incline that we went down. Well, if you went counterclockwise, then we wouldn't, it would have taken, we'd have to go the whole oh, round oh my gosh, in yeah. order just to get to the cavern that, that we wanted to see. The can- so, yeah, that's true. The canyon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was, it was okay. I, <laughs> I don't know if I could be convinced we might go back again. <laughs> Maybe if I can purchase some hiking boots. That's what we should do. If oh, keep doing man. This. I know. It's true. <laughs> um, so some questions that we, some at least one question that, that I left with because of you. Okay. Was where, so the, the sandstone is made of quartz. Yes. And, and, or made of sand, which is made of quartz. Silicon dioxide <laughs> is what ties it all together. Yeah, right? and so where did that quartz, that original quartz, come from? That got broken down into the sand that yeah. then formed the sandstone. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're trying to trail yeah. it backwards, and we're, we kind of ran into a dead end. So if yeah. anybody knows that, yeah, share. We'd like to hear. I have a guess. I mean, my guess. Let's I mean, guess. I read that St. Peter's sandstone, like, spans from Arkansas to like Minnesota, maybe. And I, we have gone quartz digging mm-hmm. in Arkansas. Yeah. And I don't know where that quartz comes from, though. I was not listening during the tour. I guess. <laughs> Sounds like another trip. I know. I yeah. want to go back there for yeah. sure. Um, so I don't know. I'm interested in hearing any questions or comments that you have. Um, give us a follow on iTunes. We're on, uh, or Apple podcast now. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook. It's Sci S C I space tripper. Um, and, and I look forward to continuing to, um, be curious and explore the Midwest.